Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are glad you're here for season eight. This is the podcast where Angela Reed and I are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. If you are a modern day homemaker in any capacity, we are your people. Yes. Because we are not wearing denim jumpers. We are not those homeschool moms. We are wearing red lipstick and we are trying to keep it classy, keep it beautiful, keep keep it exciting, keep it fresh in our homes. Trying. We're trying. Trying. Every day. (laughs) We're just here with you. And if you're wondering how we define a homemaker, scroll back a few seasons because I think you'll Mm. be surprised. Yes. We're all homemakers. We have listeners from all over the world from, you know, retired women who are currently living alone in an apartment. We have young moms who are just starting off with their first baby or two. We have even younger than that, like young girls who are, you know, just kind of starting to get their Mm -hmm. feet underneath them, deciding what it is that they want to do. Uh, We've got all manner. Husbands, widowers. Yes. We got it all. Yes. Yep. A large range of, quote, homemakers meet here every Monday and Thursday for an hour to just hash out thoughts, hash out ideas, feelings um, about life in the home. Here we are. Here we life are. in the home has actually become a very, very significant thing for a lot of people over these last 18 months since we started Homemaker Chic. Um, providential timing, I would say. <laughs> Amazing. I was just talking uh, about that with someone this morning about just the timing of the show, that it was just incredible that mm-hmm. all of a sudden, literally everyone was a homemaker for, for yeah. a period there. Just yep. uh, like, oh, what is this thing we call being at home? Yeah. Or managing our home or taking care of our home or enjoying our home. Mm-hmm. Not always trying to get away from it. Now we're stuck here. So I guess we better better make it good. It. We keep better saying to ourselves, what else can we do to make this like the most enjoyable place that it can be? Mm-hmm. Because at this point, we're just not going anywhere. <laughs> it's just right. Too, it's just too much. I think a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, Too I much. think I don't really think I don't really see that going away anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, from from remodeling to interior design to cooking, everyone's just like in. Yeah, in. I guess we'll just stay here. I guess we'll just stay here. <laughs> no just one yells so at bad. us when we're here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we're making beautiful beds. We're baking things. We're gardening. We're schooling our children. Uh, we're doing a lot of things, not the least of which is enjoying good wine. Do you appreciate that segue? I do. Okay. I do appreciate that segue. Thank you. I did that Very just much. for you. So we're going to cue the wine music. We're getting right to the point today. <laughs> so this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass with us. We drink Dry Farm Wines. You can visit them at dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. The reason that we drink these wines is because they're clean, they're beautiful, they're sourced from all different kinds of small boutique wineries from all around the world. Dry Farm Wines tests them for purity, only natural yeasts, no added sugars, no preservatives, no dyes, no garbage. So we stock our wine cabinets to keep it chic, keep it healthy, keep it beautiful at dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. What are you sipping today, Miss Angela? Shay, we had this over the weekend. This is a, it's called Chinon. Chinon. C-H-I-N-O-N. I cannot spell out loud. It is like, <laughs> I am. T- I can look at letters and not say them. It's awful. This is a 2018 um, Cabernet Franc. Yes, we killed it. Over the weekend, over the weekend. Uh, so this is a red wine from the Chinon Valley or Chinon region in um, France. This one has uh, 12% alcohol. And just in doing a little reading about the uh, Cab Franc. So the other day we talked about your Merlot mm-hmm. Bordeaux, which was, I believe, a Merlot and a Cabernet Sauvignon blend, correct? Mm-hmm. So the Cab Franc grape is really exceptionally hardy. And it's got a thin skin. And when it ends up in its fabulous vino form, it goes very good with, excuse me, heavy foods like cheesy 
mm. like a big heavy like a casserole, cassoulet or a heavy food like lasagna, really heavy meat dishes. Again, like pork belly, um, beef stews and roasts, lots of flavor, garlic, rosemary. And even uh, it can go well for our vegetarian listeners or for that night that you just want to eat some lighter vegetarian fare. It goes really good with that as mm. well. Like I was thinking like things like basil and Brussels mac and sprouts. cheese. Mm. Yeah, that's your heavy cheese dish right yeah. there. Ooh, yeah. I'm hungry. So it's got like a very, um, the Cab Franc is like known for having like a very earthiness, um, herb-like taste. So that's why it complements uh, those kind of dishes. And I would I would recommend this one. I actually really, really enjoyed it. And I think 2018 is a little older than you usually get with Dry Farm. So mm-hmm. I was intrigued by that as well. What region is it from? Chinon. Chinon. C-H-I-N-O-N. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have not had this bottle. It's got the nice drip coming down. And <laughs> it must have been no, good. You haven't, you haven't had this one? I haven't had this one. No. This is by um, Sylvain and Nicola. Sylvain and Nicola. Okay. Those are the vigneron. So. Mm-hmm. I love when they post the vigneron's name. So do I. You know what I did over the weekend? I what? reorganized all of my dining room. Again, Stu wouldn't take me antiquing. Hello. So I had to just play with what I had. <laughs> okay. And so I reorganized this built-in that I have in my dining room. And part of that reorganization involved clearing off the middle shelf from what was there, which was a hodgepodge of beautiful things. And instead, I just made it a wine glass shelf. So it's Ooh. all my wine glasses, all my flutes, all my little goblets and things, all in this perfect organized line on a shelf. And it looks really beautiful. So like if yeah. you come in, I have my little dry farm. I have my reds in a corner with the cork and the wine glasses. And then I actually mm-hmm. moved up a little um, beverage fridge that I'd been using as a cheese cave down in my root okay. cellar. I brought uh-huh. that up into the dining room, snuck it into a little corner and put all my white wine in there. How did you sneak that? I want to see a picture of that. Yeah, it works great. So my big, I have a big blue kind of china cabinet. You know, with the chicken wire on it? Yes. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I think so. So I just scooted it like closer to the doorway that goes up into the living room about okay. eight inches, which was enough okay. to create a pocket in the corner. It's a dark corner. No one sees it. So it's perfect. Okay. Put my beverage refrigerator there. So now I don't have to go down to the cold room. Yeah. To get the wine or the champagne, I can just have it chilled right there by the dining room table. How many bottles does it hold? That sounds great. I don't know. I, I chilled because I also put my uh, our beer in it so that mm-hmm. when guests are over, it's like, here's the beer fridge, you know, yeah. or here's the sparkling water fridge. So I probably put about eight bottles of white wine in there. And then as we take them out, I'll just put some more in, you know, okay. kind of a thing. But it's... Yeah, feeling pretty swanky. Sometimes I'm always yeah. amazed at what you Some can do. Some of us had a wine fridge, and now they don't. <laughs> Sorry. Mine's not pretty mm-hmm. if it makes you feel any better. Yours was way prettier, even though it's dead now. Mine was cool. No, it just smells like skunk. Yeah. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's really sad. That sounds really lovely. We didn't yep. even give the website dryfarmwines.com. We did. Forward slash homemaker chic. I gave it we? twice. Yeah, I did. Okay. It's fine. All right. Okay. Here we are. Okay, Here so we are. <clears throat> um, what I was going to say is, it's always amazing sometimes when you when you don't when you can't just go out and get more. It's amazing mm-hmm. how you can kind of recreate things with what you have around you. We call mm-hmm. it robbing Peter to pay Paul. Oh yeah, I'll strip <laughs> a room down. I'll just make a room look like like some war aftermath. And then the room next door is just wanky. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> People on social media, they're like, we never see at one point, they were like, we never see your living room anymore. Like, That's because during COVID, I just stripped it. And I, yeah, I brought everything to every other, yep. every other room in the house to make it look good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a gallery wall to- in my dining oh. room. Ugh. So I was like art from like my walls in my office now are bare because I have had these things in here that I've been wanting to build a gallery wall out of. But yesterday I was just like, I'll take Mm -hmm. some of this and take some of this and take some of this. And now the rest of the house looks naked. Oh, super cool. I want to see that because Mm -hmm. um, that's my next uh, interior design class for the Old World Design Society. 
next Monday, I think, his gallery yeah. wall. Yeah. So I want to see yours. Yeah. Very Tell cool. you what, I am so hot for gallery walls. I'm hot for things having textures and layers, like the minimalist, super clean. It just does not do it for me. The, mm-hmm. I don't get the vapors from it. It looks nice. I get that. It looks nice, but it doesn't give me the vapors. Yeah. There is this line, though, like we talked the other day about storing junk under our beds and dust bunnies and shoes under the bed. Like you got to have your your bleep in order, your shiz in order. Like I think to be I always say I'm no minimalist. So it's very important that you're not an unorganized hot mess at the same time, too. Like or else that feels people don't feel um, welcomed and comforted in your house. I think they start to feel a little like claustrophobic. Like yeah. The walls are closing in on them. Yeah. But. But yes, all the all the prints, all the art. Well, it's funny. all the things on the wall. Please. It's funny you mentioned that because I did this gallery wall and it's like fl- floor to ceiling. I mean, it's like the mm. the whole thing. But then I have a built in cabinet right next to it. And then it felt too cluttered because that was kind of a gallery wall in and of itself. And so that's when I stripped it all back and just put the clean lined up wine glasses on the shelf to sort of okay. counter what cool. sort of you create uh, with a gallery yeah. wall. Anyway, mm-hmm. blah, blah, right. blah. Very fun. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So what's the subject? The okay. sujet du jour. The subject du jour. Ready? I can't think of that without yeah. thinking about Dumb and Dumber when he's like, what's the soup du jour? And she's like, it's the soup of the day. He's like, mm, that sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> we quote a lot of Dumb and Dumber in this house. <laughs> a lot. Like, but we're big movie quoters. That, that, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. So you're telling me there's a chance. So you're telling okay. me there's a chance. <laughs> um, I feel like Dumb and Dumber, like I'm stuck in that scene where he's trying to read the word the. Every time I try to teach a child to read something. I'm not making fun of my children, by the way. It's just teaching people to read is like the hardest part. Which, hey, we're talking about homeschool. (laughs) Homeschool. (laughs) And uh, what's really exciting, because sometimes we feel like we we do like to talk about homeschool. Shay and I are both homeschoolers. um, But we know not everybody is. And it's a small, like subculture. However, I just read that said subculture has doubled in the last 12 months. So we went from about yeah. two and a half million to five million strong and counting yep. nationwide. Welcome to the club. <laughs> and even if you're not a homeschooler, we are going to be just talking about homes with children who have to have school. And so we're yeah. going to be talking about other stuff. How, yeah. how chances we, is you at this point, you'd know a homeschooler. So yeah. And just how we set up routine, how we how we kind of manage the day, blah, blah, blah. Structure the week. Did you, did you, what? Did you hear me? I said chances is. <laughs> chances is you know a homeschooler. You should be one, too. We real smart. Oh boy. We real smart. We, oh, my goodness. <laughs> we have this running joke in our it sounds like we're making fun of our kids. We're not. But we do like to laugh. OK. Yeah. Um. A lot of times our kids will do something just weird or silly or they'll wear something that's just completely out in left field and we always like we'll joke we'll whisper in their ear hide your homeschool hide your homeschool hide your homeschool <laughs> that is fabulous yep. that's great very yeah funny. or your homeschool is showing um you know what a lot of people a lot of people's complaint about homeschool kids is is like they're quote weird that okay that used to be the stereotype of homeschool kids and i remember asking my mom one time like what do you mean weird because she was a dental hygienist for a very long time so these homeschool Mm -hmm. kids would come in she's like they're kind of weird i'm like why and she's like well because they'd like look you in the eye and shake your hand and make conversation (laughs) with you (laughs) like they weren't afraid of having adult conversation right Right. they'd Mm -hmm. ask uh questions back and of course i'm Mm -hmm. painting in broad strokes here obviously this is not true of every homeschool family but I was like, you know what? If that is what is weird, I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when, I, when I first started uh, homeschooling, I had a family member like, are you sure you want to do that? Mm-hmm. They're kind of weird. You know, like, <laughs> I don't want them to be like the odd man out, the oddball. I don't want them to not fit in. 
in society. I'm like, why don't you show me some stellar examples coming out of, you know, like where, where, mm-hmm. where am I going to go wrong here? Who that's is the odd man Obvious. now in high school? That's what I mean. <laughs> it's like nobody's just like Who in is- high school, just crushing it and awesome and has their life figured out. They're still a child. So I can do this. They'll be okay. So they're mm-hmm. going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then she had her own children and she's like, oh, I'm homeschooling. Oh, I don't know. We're not putting them out there. <laughs> yeah. No, I get, I get why people make lots of different decisions. Um, I'm, I'm not, don't want y'all to think we're coming down super hard. I think, you know, especially when you get into like special ed situations, there are serious needs that children I have to have met. Yeah, I can tease all I want. I don't think homeschooling is for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I I talked to someone recently about like farming and being a homesteader. I said, wait, like you need to know, I don't feel dogmatic about this. This yeah. isn't the way I think like the world should run. This is my choice. I don't even expect my kids to carry on in this fashion. Yeah. This is just what I'm doing. If they choose to, they can. Yeah. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, we don't like nuance because- it's not something that you can slap into a meme and really punch your view forward. But right. education of children is a nuanced yes. topic. It's yes. complicated. It's not simple. It's not straightforward. And I think about it actually like, uh, well, actually, we probably shouldn't go there. But I <laughs> I think about it like disciplining children. Okay. I, I That's not also something that I think you can draw hard lines on because I think there is a mm-hmm. lot of nuance Mm-hmm. Between what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, what might be appropriate for one child, what's complete would be completely inappropriate for another child. Mm-hmm. And I think the same could be said of education in a lot of ways. Um, that umbrella being said, just so you guys know where we're coming from on this, Angela and I are both Christians. Um, and that worldview that we hold um, of secular education versus Christian education, it obviously plays a huge role into what we do and what we teach in our homes and why we want to be the ones to teach our children certain things, why we maybe opt out of teaching them other things. And this isn't to make them sheltered in any kind of a way. It's to keep them broad, to give them the worldview that we believe to be true, which is what every parent does. Yes. (laughs) It's It's not that you don't. Okay. It's not that you just look at people like maybe Shay or I that are maybe drawing a a hard line in the sand based on uh, what we believe and you don't or someone else doesn't. Yeah. Everyone does. Yeah. R.C. Sproul calls that the myth of neutrality. Like I'm so Mm -hmm. neutral that anything, I'm open to anything. It's like that is a worldview though. So, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want you guys to know like this is kind of how we, kind of how we shape a big part of why we've chosen to homeschool our children. Mm-hmm. I went to public school. Angela went to public, private, and was homeschooled. So we have a mm-hmm. variety of backgrounds that we're coming from um, mm-hmm. in choosing to do something like this. I think people, bless them, they have had a hell of an 18 months. And now you have these parents who weren't in this camp, yeah. who didn't want to be in this camp, right. who have no any kind of religious or moral or ethical objection whatsoever to their child being in public school, right? they're now having to place face a very difficult decision. And I truly, from the bottom of my heart, feel and am praying for parents who have found themselves in this position. Mm-hmm. Homeschooling is hard when you choose it. Yeah. When you feel forced or strong arm into choosing it as your best mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Drinking from a fire hose. Wow. Um, But here we are, regardless of why we're here. We're here. We're homeschooling. And um, at least in (laughs) our home, we've got two weeks left till we start. I am not one of these starting in August nonsense families. I cannot do that. When are you starting? The Tuesday, uh, the first Tuesday of September, which is the 7th. Yes, the seventh. The seventh. Yep. We're either going to start the seventh or I'm assuming we're going to start the 13th. We usually okay. start the very beginning of the teens. Um, okay. That will accommodate my work schedule a little bit easier. The bigger kids are going to go ahead and get started. Yep. Um, 
on things they don't need my help with, things they'll just check in with me on. Like I did this, I'm doing that kind of sure, thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. So let's talk oh. about those um, those final weeks before the kind of things that we've been doing to just prepare. Again, whether you're homeschooling or whether you're sending your kids off, whatever this is going to look like for your family. Inevitably, yeah, it's still a cathartic transitional yes, those, fun time of year. Yeah. You know? Those yeah, few no matter weeks what. before are very uh, exciting. So mm-hmm. we're gone the, fir- the week before we start school. Kind of rough timing. So I have to have everything ready essentially before we leave for our vacation to go down south to see Stuart's family. Okay. And so I love this. Like I live for this. I'm like, what does this mean? And kind of what systems are we putting in place? What do we need to clear out? What do we need to add in more of? Like, let's spend some time Rent there. the dumpster. It makes me very happy. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what does this look like for y'all in your house now? Uh, we are taking um, like summer jobs and sort of transitioning out of them, talking to employers and trying not to leave anybody hanging because it's still a really, you know, we're in a tourist destination. So yeah. the holiday weekend's tough, but but other it's not just mom that needs to sort of regroup and clean out her closet and and get organized, you know? So yeah. we're, we're trying to gracefully transition with that and again, not... You know, it's a very small community, so we don't want to leave anyone in the lurch, right? Uh, as it were, um, I'm decluttering and organizing like a mad woman. Of course, I'm wrapping up my magazine content for the Harvest Holiday edition. We're getting uh, classes lined up, like language tutors and things mm-hmm. like that. It's just sort of got the Google spreadsheets going. Every day, Amazon arrives. Just getting it. Um, in place. I started, I don't know, like a month ago and I actually need to sit down and do a few more, few more orders and make sure I have everything. Mm-hmm. Never fails, no matter how organized I think I am. We sit down on that first day <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't order that. Yep. <laughs> what? Yep. So I forgot that yeah. math book. Um, yeah. What about you guys? Do you find too, like just as you're, as you're kind of gearing up, Like you just want to put order to things. It's just, it's in you. So um, for us, this meant also happy to report on this that no one cares, but I don't, I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Remember I shared with you my new laundry system when we closed out season seven? Yes. Okay. It's working baller. It's amazing. It has completely changed my laundry life. Which so is no laundry on your bed. This was a very big deal, especially for maintaining during the school year. So mm-hmm. in short, real quick, broad view, everyone got their own hamper and everyone got their own unique bath towel. And every day, everyone got a laundry day. So Monday is Juliet's day. She strips her bed, sheet, pillowcase, towel, all her laundry. She drags her laundry basket down to the laundry room. She's young, so I wash it for her. Mm-hmm. So there's no sorting. It just goes from washer to dryer back into the laundry basket. I drag it upstairs for her, and she can put it away. So there's no folding or anything involved. I just got them these dressers with these fabric pull-out drawers, very inexpensive. They love them. They think it's great because they have a okay. shirt drawer, a pant drawer, a pajama drawer. So there's no sorting on my part and there's no folding mm-hmm. on my part. The only thing I have to mm-hmm. do is help Juliet hang her dresses because okay. she's too little. Laundry can be completely done by then, them other than that. And then I wash Stuart and I two times a week. We have two loads a week. And then there's like a communal rag bleach sheets kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so so that has been going really well. So just putting that system in brought order to an otherwise chaotic part of our life. And I think inevitably you want to bring these things in um, yeah. before you start school. So um, we cleaned out the old homes. We have a our big green hutch in our dining room. That's our homeschool cabinet that stores all of our stuff. We don't have a homeschool room. I don't have a special room set up with like anything. We do it at our dining room table. Um, we have a cabinet. Everyone has their own little cubby in the cabinet and that's pretty much it. Um, so that took some organization. I still need to go get supplies, you know, crayons and pencils and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but we had that cleaned out in just a couple hours. So really a couple hours of ordering curriculum that Mm -hmm. we'll be doing this year and 
I kind of feel ready other than backpacks. Kind of a big deal. Okay. My kids are excited uh, to have backpacks. <laughs> well, and you should segue as to you should tell why they're going to have backpacks. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hello. So Everybody's I'm actually like, just at homeschool. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm in this really rich, vibrant community of not only homeschool families, but classical Christian academics. Um, mm-hmm. So Stu was a teacher at a classical Christian school for before he came home to work from home with me. And so that's what his background is in. That's how he was educated. That's what he taught in. And we just happen to be in this community of a lot of people who are teaching their children the same. And we are also in a community with a lot of kids. There's a lot of people around us with a lot of children. And so as it happens, the kids are getting older and their needs are getting, I think every homeschool family hits this threshold where they're like, I actually don't know how to teach you this because (laughs) I didn't do so well in chemistry or I didn't Mm -hmm. do so well in geometry. Um, And you're not alone in that. That's when a lot of families start to bring in tutors or meet up with other families. And so um, as it happened this year, um, we sort of created this co-op potentially is not the right word. And it's also not a school. It's a gathering of different homeschool families uh, kids, all variety of ages. And then basically the parents are teaching the classes, but they're teaching classes that they're skilled to teach. So like I've shared with you, uh, my friend, Natalie, who knows Latin, or my friend Jody is an incredible, uh, math and science teacher, uh, Stu literature up the yin yang. <laughs> I mean, just mm-hmm. literature and history. So he'll be teaching omnibus. And so you have these teachers teaching to their skill. Um, but it's just a gathering of families like, Hey, I'll teach your kid math. If you teach mine, how to love the Hobbit, (laughs) you know, or teach them how to make sense of, of this. And so it's a unique situation. We've never done it before. This will be Mm -hmm. its first year. Um, I think there's about 12 families that are going to be doing it. So the kids will actually be going to class two days a week from like, or morning time to afternoon. So they'll be having to pack their lunches and take their backpacks. But then the other two days, so we do a four day week. Yeah, we do too. They have a, so they'll have co-op days, two days a week. And then the other two days a week, you know, we're still just straight up homeschooling at home. So it's really a, like a interesting mashup of two worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, but also could potentially be just a really incredible situation if, anyone finds themselves in a predicament where they're like, I don't know how to teach my 15 year old this or that, or how to write an essay, but I can teach another kid how to do this. Um, yep. People are coming up, people are creative and they're coming they up are. with great ways to prioritize. Hearing, uh, I love just seeing your community and your church community come together like that. We have rumblings of that here. People are starting to speak up that don't even have children yet. Because mm-hmm. we have a school system here that's just like kind of just crumbling. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. People are just pulling their kids out left and right. Yeah. Um, as is happening in so many places. Yeah. Uh, so there are people in the community I've heard stepping up saying, I don't even have children yet, but if we need to get something in place, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. We get this all locked and loaded. Yep. Even for when someday when I have children. I yep. really love that grassroots people taking ownership of a situation idea. I love mm-hmm. that. So I'm, I'm curious the to teachers see like kind of how that fleshes out. We would like to thank American Blossom Linens for not only being our favorite linen company in the entire world, but also for sponsoring season eight, Make Your Bed of Homemaker Chic podcast. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use coupon code Homemaker Chic 20 to get 20% off of your new bed linens. As we head into fall, as we redress our beds, and as we celebrate this theme of making your bed even more beautiful, we want you to do so with American Blossom Linens. Whether you're looking for beautiful modern vintage sheets to dress your bed, 
or a new duvet cover or a new pillowcase, this is where you need to grow. This is the only 100% American-owned linen company in the entire United States. This is a family-owned company that's over 100 years old, sourcing the most beautiful Texas-grown cotton and weaving them into sheets that are made to last a lifetime. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com Use coupon code HOMEMAKERSHE20 for 20% off of your new bedding. We get asked a lot how we care for our skin and what kind of makeup we use. And the answer is simple. We use Tubes & Co. I want you to visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER. This is your one-stop shop for all things natural and organic. From face washings, you have to check out the charcoal bar, to glow serums, which is probably the most beautiful thing I've ever put on my face. Emily has created all kinds of wonderful products for you to utilize on your skin. So whether you're looking for a new foundation, a natural mascara, cruelty-free and additive-free lipsticks or blushes or eyeshadows, Tubes & Co. has what you need. Visit tubesandco.com. Make sure you also try the frankincense tallow balm while you're there and stock your bathroom and makeup case with pure, beautiful products from Tubes & Co. That's tubesandco.com, coupon code HOMEMAKER. We'd like to welcome House of Tokumen as a sponsor of the show. You can find them at hotrugs.net. If you are tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs, that do not survive your lifestyle, then you need to dress your home in hand-woven rugs from House of Tokumen. Did you know these beautiful vintage handmade rugs are known to outlast their plastic counterparts by two decades? All of the House of Tokumen rugs are heirloom quality and made from the finest cottons and shapes wool. Buy directly from their website and always enjoy free shipping in the continental U.S. or enjoy custom sourcing from a one-on-one buying experience. You are guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas. Shay and I love our rugs from House of Tokumen. We know that you will, too. Visit House of Tokumen at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net, and dress your home in beautiful rugs. If you've been struggling to find motivation and inspiration in your kitchen, I want you to visit cook.theelliothomestead.com. This is out there for all those home cooks who would love some new inspiration, some new ideas, and some new motivation in the kitchen, because let's face it, we got to get in there and we got to cook. Each month, I create five brand new whole food-based recipes that are designed to help teach you how to cook things from scratch, whether this is sourdough breads, fermented vegetables, naturally sweetened desserts, easy entrees, soups, salads, everything in between. I guide you through cooking these recipes with a long, in-depth cooking video showing you new skills and encouraging you as you give these recipes a try in your own kitchen. When you join our community, you'll also have access to our online community of like-minded cooks if you need a place to ask questions or to share your successes. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to inspire and nourish your family. We're going to teach you to bake to use sourdough, to try new ingredients, and ultimately to find joy in your kitchen again. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com for more information. The parent is the teacher, right? The parent is still Mm -hmm. fully responsible for Mm -hmm. the student. So it is a lot different than a school setting where it's sort of on the teacher to bring the kids along. It's like, no, the teachers at this school, school, the mouthpiece for that they're subject. just a mouthpiece and then they send yep. the kid home with work for the next day they bring it back on the following day and um and so it's like for somebody like Stuart who will be he will be representing our family as the teacher <laughs> the Elliots yeah. he will be representing the Elliots um he's in his like he loves this because he gets yeah. to teach classic literature that he absolutely loves he loves teaching he's so very skilled at it but he's not responsible. He doesn't bear the burden of Mm -hmm. bringing these kids along and trying to just, can you please do your homework? Can you please study for Mm -hmm. the test? You know, that's, that's on the parents and dang it. If personal responsibility just doesn't really fan my flame right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. So, and frankly, if you have homeschool kids, then you probably know like the excitement that they get 
about getting a water bottle or like packing a lunch. Like these are the kinds of things that actually can make homeschoolers really excited. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. it'll be a trial year for us and I'm looking forward to it. I'm praising God that we have options still here in our state and in our mm-hmm. country. That's not true everywhere. Yeah. And it's um, not. That's a that's yeah. a it's a privilege to be sure. I don't know if I would call it a pri- it is a privilege. It's also no, to be able to a right to be able to teach them, <laughs> you know? Oh. Do you know what yes. I mean? The, the, it's a privilege that we have the right. That's yes. I mean it's Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a right. Hello, my kid. My my kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my kid. Um okay, so I do have a homeschool room. And I just went to town on it a few weeks ago because it was gross. It's it's this weird architecturally. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> it's this weird sunroom off of like the laundry room, boot room. It's this weird room. Okay. Next to the garage, yes. off the boot room, behind the kitchen. I mean, lots of daylight. It's got like a funky little cathedral ceiling and... Front like sliding doors. They're old. They don't hardly work. Lots of daylight. Beautiful place to um, either make like a gym or what we chose to do is make it a schoolroom. But we tore the the nasty carpeting out when we moved and we just painted the plywood and it never really dried properly. So when school started that year, we were walking on it with shoes and it just got all these black scuff marks. I mean, this floor was gross. So I ordered some cheap peel and stick flooring off of Heck Amazon. Yeah. Heck yeah, green and white. So it kind of mirrors like outside is very green. The forest is back there. It's beautiful. Cleaned that up. Mm. We have our books because um, like we use sunlight a lot. And so you get just like boxes of books to go with your curriculum, uh, fiction and nonfiction. And it's so many books because it's not really a textbook based um, curriculum. I have just hundreds and hundreds of books. So I've got two big baker's racks on, out there and they're just stacked in piles. This is from last year. I don't really quite know what I'm going to do with them because mm-hmm. it's going to be a few years till they get used again, if they get used again. But this space is clean and my kids are ecstatic. It's spacious. It's clean. It's ready. Yeah. Um, I have uh, be. Teaching Junior to read. I think he's ready because he's based on the interest that he's showing and really excited. I'm hi- excited for my big kids because mm-hmm. I have uh, one that wants to graduate from high school very early and she is buckling down. Like when I'm up in the morning, she's up doing math this summer, like at five in the morning. You're crazy. <laughs> Just so she can get it done and can get mm-hmm. ahead. And we have apprenticeship possibilities and lots of it's going to be a very um, exciting year for the big kids to see what they do Mm -hmm. at school yeah yeah it's amazing how when your children are young homeschooling is let's make snacks and we're going to sit around the table and we're going to listen to an audiobook and okay get Mm -hmm. your little math workbooks out and then i mean i'm not there yet with my olders but just walking alongside you and this and and some other families in our community Mm -hmm. wow it it really morphs. It's so much less about like, okay, we're going to go from nine to two and so much more about, oh, he's going to go and work in the orchard for this time, or he's going to go apprentice Mm -hmm. under this, or, you know, she's going to take on cooking meals or like, like just, wow, it morphs into such an experiential experience. Wow. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I've got, you know, they're going to be, um, like for history, like we, they did a very detailed year of American history last year, which I thought it would be really good based on it being an election year. And I thought that the timing was good. First, yeah. we had done world history and like, let's take a break from the world. Let's focus on America. And now based on the um, the world history from two years ago, I said, is there a subject that you'd like to really just focus on? Like, I will let you pick mm-hmm. and something that you would just like to immerse yourself in. All year long. So Aiden said, absolutely. World War II. Amelie wants to learn the um, British royal line of succession, like from Alfred the Great to Queen Elizabeth. There you go. So I have something to show you. Okay. 
for the Patreon people. This is our lineage poster. Oh my gosh. Your of that your family? The, this no, this is the last thousand oh, years. Of the of, British monarchy? Yes. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. It's amazing. And so she's starting to get these books in the mail and they're like this fat. Jeez. Oh my God. Like, well, you don't have to. It's not so you can be. I know you think you're going to read all these books in one month and you could. Yeah. She's such a crazy reader. But I said, this is just to immerse yourself in all year long. Mm-hmm. And so I went through and I just like started with Alfred the Great. And then I just picked like the big ones all mm-hmm. the way down to the current. Uh, royal situation but this i just want to tell anybody that's listening if you're homeschooling this is a really fun youtube channel called useful charts it's very fun Mm -hmm. and then there's usefulcharts.com but it has everything from like the star wars family tree (laughs) every he does fictional like he'll do every family tree you can think of is on his youtube channel it's really fun and then you can order the corresponding poster that's cool I keep moving away from my mic when yeah, I talk do. to set that down. Sorry about that. Yeah. You can order the corresponding poster. So there's so many incredible resources out there. Yeah. I'm in a student, I think is making me a coffee. I feel like I hear the coffee machine when he gets into the office. I'm going to ask him uh, if anyone is teaching, is teaching their kid Bible. There's a YouTube channel and they make, I can't think of it, but they make these graphics that walk through like incredible web mind webs. Is that what they call them? Hmm. Anyway, I'll ask him, but it's absolutely okay, yeah. fabulous. Like, Here's an overview and okay. And then here's where this goes and who is this guy? And they're really great resources. Uh, There's so much cool stuff out there. And, you know, one of the questions we get emailed is what curriculum are you using? Which is basically being like, how do you grow vegetables? It's like, well, what vegetable are you trying to grow? And what climate (laughs) are you in? And what time of year is it? And where are you getting your seeds from? I mean, it's like, it's such a broad and, and subjective and personal Uh uh-huh thing what kind of curriculum that you use what's important to you what do you know right it's well i think for me it's more of a method so it's yeah it's a charlotte mason method and then we will pick and pull from curriculums like we did use sunlight's history curriculum last year because i found it was going to be really useful it had literature to go along with the textbook typically we don't we're not using textbooks unless it's math okay yeah so we use Saxon math. That's the math curriculum okay. we use. Uh, we've also used Math UC, which is great, but our new co-op will be teaching Saxon. So we'll be making okay. the transition. It's very similar. Math UC has been great. Uh, another textbook that we do use is we use the story of the world history mm-hmm. curriculum. So they break it up from, you know, Middle Ages to modern time. Like they have it broken up and it's fabulous. If anyone is looking for a history curriculum, there's corresponding audio CDs and stories. There's the textbook. There's activities. You can kind of piece together what parts of that you want to use. But that's a great curriculum that we've used before and we will continue to use. Um, What other textbooks? Other than that, yeah, I guess Charlotte Mason in the sense that it's a lot of literary based education. So Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah McKenzie over at Read Aloud Revival We've shared her resource with you before. She is a great one to say, okay, your kid's in third grade. Here's a list of books that they should probably be reading. Classic literature that's mm-hmm. meant to help you teach you teach your children things like history um, through literature. So they don't just learn it through a textbook. They learn it, you know, they read The Hiding Place by Corey Tim Boom. And that's how they learn mm-hmm. parts of World War II. Um, yes. And so... That literature based is very much how we sort of go with those kinds of things. Um, And for the people that are brand new to homeschooling, if you're wondering like why we would do that, um, it's simply to get a to expose the child to something richer. A textbook is, you know, typically written from the perspective of one person or a couple people. And when we read, when they read, just like us, they they're reading a literature story, they have Mm -hmm. a chance to put themselves in that position. Mm -hmm. And it really becomes more a part of who they are. They can help helps them put things in context, historically speaking, as far as when things happened, what music was played at the time, what foods were eaten at the time. It really Mm richens 
Riches and, and, and riches. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, homeschool mom. The subject for them. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Even kids who aren't readers, they're going to have to learn one way or another. And there's ways mm-hmm. that you can adapt literature to make it something. If that means that they need to be working outside while they're listening to the audiobook, or you yeah. know, there's lots of great options when it comes to that. If you're just not sure what they should even be reading. If you didn't grow up reading the classics, there's a lot that I didn't read. Um, mm-hmm. Ambleside Online is an excellent resource for lists like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what a third grader can be exposed to, fourth grader, um, as far as a very rich selection of literature. Of literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're just going to have to start building your library. And if you've got multiple kids, it's great. A lot of them are classic. Um, a lot of the classics are actually available on Audible for free because mm-hmm. they came out before. They're copyright free. Yeah, yeah, they're just copyright free. So that's always mm-hmm. an option as well. Um, and then, you know, because school time is such a beautiful structured time. And as you're getting started, just I would encourage you to not get st- way bogged down in the curriculum. That's a huge part of it. But remember that another big part of it is just this aroma of learning and filling that's going on in your home. So for us, what this looks like is whereas in the summer, we'll get up, we'll go out in the garden. We spend hours out there before we come in and have breakfast. In the school year, it changes. And what this means is that classical music goes on in the morning so that when the kids get up, there's just beautiful atmosphere um, Mm -hmm. that sort of just penetrating, right? The house. Mm-hmm. And it means structured breakfasts where it means I actually make something for breakfast. It's yes. not like a fin for yourself. Unlike summer, <laughs> have some granola. Exactly. And, right. um, and then one of, you know, hey, what what is that Bible um, resource that does like the mind maps or the, what's that called? It's called, just called the Bible Project. The Bible Project. Okay. Out of Portland. It's on okay. YouTube, right? The Bible Project? Yeah, and they have a website. Okay, and they have a website. Okay. okay. Thank you. I was trying to remember what that was called. I'm we're recording. Yeah. He's like, why would yeah. why are you talking to me while you're recording? Um anyway, one of our favorite parts of homeschooling has been our morning time. And this is something we've been done for years. You guys have heard me talk about it in seasons mm-hmm. past, but it's a time where our family sits down at the table together. We do our catechism question, we do our psalm singing. We pray, we eat breakfast together, we talk about what's coming up during the day, and it's just a really beautiful, enriching time. And so I would just encourage you to think about ways that maybe you can make that and and generate that in your home. I think Jennifer Scott, she does tea time, like two to four is like, we're going to read, we're going to listen to music, or we're going to watch an opera, or we're going to do something that they love to do, relax. Some people call it... Morning basket. Okay. There's a lot of homeschoolers that call it morning basket. So that's the time when the family will do a study together, whether it's the Bible or a fine art piece or listening to music together. It's like kind of before everybody breaks off and starts doing their own own studies. It's really hard to get people back together, I feel like, once they start going their different ways because they all finish at different times and they have different chores at different times of day. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. Unless you think that like when we talk about sitting down and doing catechism or singing hymns or morning basket or whatever, that our children Uh, are just mm -hmm. piously sitting there with halos and folded hands and reciting and there's no spills and no drama and no fussing and no fidgeting and no whining. That is not what we're talking about. When we say it's beautiful, there's classical music playing, like... (laughs) We're not referencing perfection or some sound of music looking kitchenscape. That is not that is not what's happening. There might be a few pockets that are just really beautiful and charming, but mm-hmm. it's more the discipline and exposing them, not discipline like discipline, but the practice of exposing them to things and having that intentional family time and that intentional prayer together and mm-hmm. but but when we talk about that, I just want to like let everybody know, especially brand new people to homeschooling. Like, it, we're we're not just talking about like something you would conjure up from from the sound of music. Everything's in order and everyone's behaving and things are perfect. And yeah, 
nobody's being pinched or poked and there's not jam on the floor. Well, and actually you should probably like just elaborate on if, if people are coming into a homeschooling situation and their children are not trained to that homeschooling situation, you got to give yourself like two years to retrain your children to understand what this is going to look like because homeschooling looks a lot different than your quote traditional classroom looks like. And mm-hmm. Stuart always encourages me in this because again, I didn't grow up homeschooled. I grew very much up thinking this is what school looks like and this is how it functions. And he always tells me your job is not to recreate the classroom in your mm-hmm. home. If you're going to try to do that, you're going to do a worse job because the schools have way more resources than you do. So good, yeah. you know, good luck. And so just if you're stepping into this, this is your first year, either because your kids are young or because your situation has changed. Just holy cow, layer on the grace, layer Mm -hmm. on the grace and start small. Maybe your first month of school is just morning time and math. Yeah. I know a lot of families who just do that. They just do weeks of math. We're going to just get through a math math lesson where we're going to do, you know, a couple lessons or we're going to do 20 minutes or whatever it is just to kind of get the ball going in the right direction. Yes. If you think you're going to start yeah. day one and you're going to put in eight hours and you're going to hit all your subjects and your kids are going to be learning French and know who Bach and Beethoven are within the end of September, like you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, you really are. And it's, it's, we kind of, for, we kind of forget to remember that uh, the the way America does like the public school system, like that is not the be all end all form of education. It's not. That that isn't the formula for success. Hmm. You don't have to try to imitate that. You don't have to try to mimic that. It's yeah. And, and so I would say like, if you're brand new or if you need some further encouragement, there's really good homeschool podcasts out there. Mm -hmm. Fine. I would start very simply with finding some Charlotte Mason podcasts to listen to and, there will be lots of subjects about yep. just beginning yep. or being overwhelmed or where to start. Um, mm-hmm. The Mason Jar is a good Charlotte Mason podcast. Mm-hmm. Short little nuggets of help. Yeah. Um, but if you're having a problem with your kid, just in terms of obedience when it comes to school, maybe even start pre that. You know, maybe go listen or listen to a good book or somebody who you respect whose children act the way that you want. Maybe that means you need to meet with some people in your community. But mm-hmm. the most important thing is that the child is receptive to being the student, receptive to learning and honoring you as the parent in that process. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the school stuff will come and go. They'll be fine. They will be fine. If you don't hit all yeah. your lessons, if you don't quite make it through what, your book by the end of the year. Right. Character development is really what we're after in our homeschooling day. And I'll tell you, it's harder at first, but it does really pay off and it will make teaching the subjects so much better and so much easier in the long run. So if your kid's being a snot, you don't push them onto the next lesson. You stop and you deal with it and you correct it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Nancy Wilson does a, uh, she did a podcast. Uh, you, I think you can just search like Nancy Wilson honoring your parents. I think, um, Hmm. I have a link to it, but it's like through an app that I pay for. So I'm not, I'm pretty confident that it's available online, but, um, if you have like preteen teenagers, it's a really great message to have them listen to. It's like an hour long. She gave it to a group of preteen teenagers. So she's talking in a very relevant way. But it's on okay. honoring your parents. And, um, you know, it, it sets a really nice foundation for charging forward into the school year ahead. Okay. Um, I've listened to it like three times and I just keep listening to it to be like, remember, this is the point. This is the point. This is the point. <laughs> um, so as not to get too bogged down in the details of things, because inevitably the erasers get chewed off the pencils and. Yeah. You know, books get torn up and stuff gets lost and no one can find a notebook or a blank piece of paper because you forgot to order some. Like this is Mm -hmm. this is what we're going into. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's it's real life. It's real life. Um, would you be? Sh- would you? When we're done, will you text me the name of that so I can yes. put that in the show notes? Yes, I will. I'll see okay. if I can find a link for so it. So there's too. a f- yeah, yeah. There's there's a few more. Simply Charlotte Mason is a good one. Okay, there's a podcast called A Delectable Education. Oh yes, is very good. Yep. Yeah, and I find um, Modern Miss Mason. I find by just kind of staying in that zone, I that's how I stay encouraged because it's. Yep. It's a challenging. Mm-hmm. Homeschool is challenging. Mm-hmm. And just kind of keep giving yourself little nuggets throughout the week. Mm-hmm. These are usually very short podcasts, 10, 12 minutes, 13 minutes. Yep. But it helps you stay very encouraged. Yep. And I always try and think when we go about our homeschool day, this isn't always possible, but I usually do try to think like, what's going to be our little highlight today? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's maybe we're going to sit and like watch a nature documentary. Maybe that's like the icing on the cake at the end of the day. Like, ooh, that's something to look forward to. Or maybe I make mm-hmm. popcorn or hot chocolate. Or maybe it's we're taking a field trip or we're going to do something. You know, try and just keep these little things that just like give you a little bit of rest along the way. Uh, Because we're in this for the long haul. It's a long haul game. So we're not going to accomplish it all in a moment. No. And in not imitating the classroom too, be encouraged if you're brand new or if you're kind of deciding right now what to do a couple weeks from now. We're not talking about eight hours a day either. No. That we're not, we're not talking about anything like that. There is a lot of time wasted in school. Um, we usually do like four, four, yeah, mm-hmm. about four hours. Especially when your home is uh, has the aroma of education. So they're with you in the kitchen. They're with you in the garden. They're they're learning things that that still counts. Yeah, <laughs> they're or they're doing learning. their piano uh, lessons, or they're yeah, yeah, milking the cow. So many mm-hmm. opportunities for learning. Um, but you do have to really broaden the way that you view education when you start to homeschool because you have yeah. this 24-hour window every day where your child is going to be learning something. And if that means I'm going to learn that I spend my afternoon sitting in front of the television and watching this and demanding things from my parents, they're still learning. Mm-hmm. They're just learning the wrong things. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. Also preaching to myself. Okay. Plenty of television <laughs> has been consumed in the Elliott household. <laughs> Through the Ooh. summer. <laughs> Get some padlocks on that stuff for the school year. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, we still have two weeks left here, so I'm going to live it up. Yes, we do. Uh, okay. And then we'll, I don't know, we'll hit the ground running. Um, as always, if you guys have topics that you would like to hear addressed on Homemaker Chic, email us, info at homemakerchicpodcast.com. We love to hear from you and hear your suggestions. And then, of course, please do show some love to the podcast at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. That is where you can watch video forms of the podcast for just $10 a month. And you get to be part of our Discord server where a lot of conversation is happening between homemakers about all kinds of things. And then, of course, we do our end of the season hangout. Uh, with those $10 a month supporters. So that means a lot to us. It helps keep Homemaker Chic on the air. And we love our patrons. So thank you guys Absolutely. for seeing us through eight seasons. Definitely. And while you are prepping for homeschool, be sure to make your bed. That is the theme Ooh. of this season. Make your bed. So yes, that could fall under this homeschool category, getting things locked up, getting things in order. And we are so pleased to share with you that Season 8 is brought to you exclusively by American Blossom Linens, and you can visit them at AmericanBlossomLinens.com. These are your modern vintage sheets. We have bath towels, we have duvets, we have blankets, all sorts of beautiful Texas-grown organic cotton made right Mm -hmm. here in the United States. So we really want you to check them out, and what we want you to do is save a little money. Use our coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20. Invest once on these products that are meant to last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I'm so pleased that American Blossom Linens is sponsoring season eight. Make your bed. They're the perfect sponsor and the perfect sheets, mm-hmm. quite frankly. So check that out as well tomorrow. And did you over know on Instagram? Did you yes, know ma'am. that American Blossom Linen? I was talking to Janet about this. American okay. Blossom Linens are the only sheet that is made exclusively in America from like the cotton being grown here to being sewn, stitched, designed, American owned. They're the only ones. No way. Isn't that crazy? The only the only I love ones. That. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And they're old. They're like a hundred what, hundred and fifty years old? 
this company the, it's been the it's business been has been around for, a while. for over 100 years it's yeah. a family it's like a true homegrown american family business oh, and these that. people are uh gems i gotta <laughs> tell you shay and i know them yeah these are these are good people yep love working with them so yep. thank you so much and BBL for sponsoring season eight. And, and real one more thing. And, I think this is important okay. because you encourage people to save up to get their American Blossom Linens. If mm-hmm. you guys, if you get your sheets and you don't love them, you can send them back to the company for up to two years after you after you buy them. Did you know this? No, I didn't know because that. Because how did they're I that, that confident? Well, I love mine, so I wouldn't. They're know that. that confident <laughs> that you will love them. And so this really is kind of a no risk purchase you buy them you love them if you don't love them you can send them back so that's awesome just a little food for thought okay i guess i'm done alrighty okay Uh, ladies we'll be back here monday watch the video yeah yeah and check us out on instagram all weekend show us your stuff hashtag ultra feminine friday yes and we'll see you on monday okay see you guys then okay cheers cheers